systems are offline. Like, hey man, I caught your show last week, man. You was dope, bro. Let me drop some knowledge on you, partner. No. I don't trust that you studied. I, I, I like some of you with Brett Riley. We're, we're, we're honesty. Where honesty is the best policy on Dash Topic. Welcome to I Like Some of You with Brett Riley. I'm your host, Brett Riley. Um, the show is called I Like Some of You because it is what it what I meant. I like some of you. We can't like everybody, and especially in a world that's so divided, this is a show where you can let that tension out of your shoulders. And just listen, we're not supposed to like everybody. If you like everybody, well, good for you. But that's just not really that possible for people that with discerning taste. And I'm a person with discerning taste. I don't like bad behavior. I am not for prejudice. I don't think uh, racism's okay. I don't think um, hating somebody because of the way they look or not liking somebody for things they can't change. But yeah, absolutely, it's okay to be judgmental about behavior. I think there's a lot of bad behavior going on in the world. I think there's a lot of good people in the world. But this show is called I Like Some of You. The people that I have on the show are guests of mine that I've known for a long time. Uh, they're Most of the time, they're going to be entertainers just because I'm an entertainer. But either way, we know each other in real life. Um, today, let's catch up. What's new? <sighs> We're plugging along. Me and the kids with the uh, stay-at-home schooling, uh, virtual schooling. My kids are thriving. They're doing really good. Um, we got our Halloween costumes, even though L.A. has canceled Halloween this year. My wife has decided that we're going to celebrate in our own way in the backyard. My daughter is going to be a vampire princess or something like that. And then my brother... Uh, yeah, my brother, because we're the Mario brothers. My bro- my son is Mario. Atlas is going to be Mario, and I'm Luigi. I don't know what my wife is, but we tried it on today, and those pictures will be up on Instagram later today. My Instagram is Mr. Brett Riley, M-R-B-R-E-T-T-R-I-L-E-Y. If you want to see pictures of me enjoying my life with my children, that's pretty much what it is. Not a, Not going to be a whole lot of here's me on stage at this comedy club right now, because I don't know when that's going to come back. It's not looking good. Um, clubs are closing around the country as well as tons of other businesses, but, uh, stand up comedy is, is definitely, um, going to be one of the last things that's going to come back from the pandemic, unfortunately, because, um, coronavirus is spread through aerosol. So water droplets and, and, uh, and basically laughing, laughing, uh, yeah, mask. It's just, it's just not safe. So I know people are doing drive-in shows. There's tons of zoom shows. I've done one drive-in show. I think I have a show coming up next month or something, but I'm, I'll admit my focus is on my family, uh, right now, uh, mental survival health. Um, I have a massive neck crick in my neck. I found out from my chiropractor, I have a torticollis, which is something that babies get when they come out and their neck's been wrenched when they come out of the womb. But I somehow managed to get a torticollis, which is basically my muscle, a muscle in the top of my spine on my neck decided to clamp down and lock. And it's basically like a traffic jam at the start of a superhighway because it goes down my shoulder and down the right side of my spine, which is super fun. And, uh, 
Um, so to, for mental health, I have done acupuncture, uh, which I'd never done before. And, uh, it was interesting and I'm going again today and I've done three different chiropractor visits and I thought that I was relaxed and my chiropractor has informed me that I'm incapable of relaxing. So that might be why I have a torticollis and I hope I'm saying that right, but that's what he said. So I'm just repeating it. Um, Hmm. You know what? I want to get right into it today because my guest today, you've probably seen him on dry bar comedy. The dry bar comedy specials have become huge. Um, he is extremely funny. We've been friends for a long, long time. The The parallels of our lives are very creepy, but I also think they're cool. Uh, my guest today is Tyler Bowe. Tyler Bowe's wife is a nurse practitioner. My wife's a nurse. Tyler's parents, Steve and Nancy. My parents, Steve and Nancy. We met in Idaho, in Boise, Idaho, and we've been friends ever since. He's gone across the country to Boston and then came to California. And now he is back up in Portland, which is the home front for him. And um, yeah, Tyler, how are you doing today, man? I'm good, man. Happy to be here with you. Yeah. And he's got, oh, oh, our kids are also like, what, eight weeks? To, our, our, his, his oldest is like eight weeks from my oldest and his youngest is like six weeks from my youngest. So. Yeah, yeah. Got, the, the parallels are uncanny. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's it's been interesting. And what was super fun is when we were first we were first time dads, new parents. We uh would walk our kids around in our strollers in the same neighborhood. We lived in the same neighborhood in Burbank uh, when we were new dads, and <clears throat> we uh we were often um, considered a couple. A lot of <laughs> yeah. a lot of people thought yeah. we were a couple, and they told us our our children were beautiful, and we we would just say thank you because it's L.A. So yeah, it's like people going out of their way to be uh, open minded and being so progressive they they surpass the point of uh, making assumptions the other way. Uh, but yeah, a lot of good times walking the kiddos. Yeah, we it, there was so many good times walking the kiddos and also just having our kids grow up together. We were sad to see you guys go back up to Portland, but how's it been up there? How are you handling all this like, you know, the fact that you're living in what what did they designate it as an anarchist jurisdiction? Um, yeah, it's it's been interesting uh watching the the reality uh, in the city and uh and then the media coverage and to be fair i haven't really been on the front line of of a lot of the protesting and stuff like that or anything but i would hope not dude you're a dad um no it's there's a lot of events uh, daytime events that have been i think really positive and 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 but a lot of the the craziness the the you know, property damage and all that stuff that was completely centered around probably a couple of, of blocks in downtown Portland. So maybe like, I don't know, three or four square blocks, a couple of like a small area around the justice center. Uh, and then of course, you know, if depending on what kind of media coverage you're looking at, they would have you believe, or even, uh, Donald Trump said that the entire city of Portland, uh, is on fire. fire, which, um, was, Definitely an exaggeration up until the point that uh, most of the state caught on fire 
with the wildfires. So Portland uh, was, you know, by and large unaffected by by the fires other than the smoke. So that was crazy when like when when COVID hit, it was like, you know what, we got to we got to distance. But sort of the 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 silver lining, I guess, of of summertime with the pandemic was most people feel safe. We can be outside. Uh, you know, Miranda and, and, and the kids and I spent a lot of time this summer outside. We took some little camping trips and stuff because you're like, all right, we're out in the fresh air. Uh, you know, we can distance. This feels good. And then these wildfires went nuts. And then the air is toxic. So it's like, all right, everybody back inside. So I saw your post the other day. All right, kids, go inside. Get some fresh air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the air, I, I, I don't know how high the scale goes up, but I think – uh, the state of Oregon, uh, for the most part, like was pretty much off the scale for air quality toxicity. It was so bad. I mean, so yeah, we we just stayed inside. We I got brand new filters for the like our uh, central air unit, and we got an air purifier going. We went and bought some house plants because I don't know if you know, but there's uh, uh, a a number of house plants that uh, help. clean the air. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, we're I'm doing- obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with it because with air quality, because I've got like massive allergies and so does Atlas, my little guy. So I, we have two air purifiers and the central air thing, and I have to go change them out because they're filthy. You got to do it, man. Get the hat. Yeah. Yeah. We got all that. Um, Dude, it's just, it's nuts. Also the RBG is gone. Uh, Wow. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we're going to have, uh, that's what's crazy. Very conservative. Keep coming. Just keep coming. It's just like, and and they don't stop coming back to (laughs) as if we don't have enough to worry about with, with everything that's going on. That's like the wildfires. That was one of those things like, seriously, I can't even breathe air right now. I can't. Yeah. Can I just breathe air? Can't breathe air. Um, (laughs) How okay? So when your dry bar special, what's the name of your dry bar special? Uh, it's called Wait for It. Wait for it on Dry Bar Comedy, and I remember when it first popped. What was the initial? What was the initial number? Because I remember talking to you about it. It was like really cool when it initially, like yeah. Dry Bar gets big numbers. They were really pushing that stuff on Facebook. So, you know, to be honest, I don't know how inflated uh, some of those numbers are. So when it initially when initially came out, they they chop it into clips. So it's like a 45-minute special, but they chopped it into shorter, you know, uh, clips. And they put started posting clips. And the first clip that really hit on Facebook is one of the ones where I'm beatboxing. And, and uh, it got, I don't know. Like mit like five the first clip I think got like fifteen million views, um and like I said I don't know how inflated that is but across the board because they ended up putting the stuff up on YouTube, uh and it's on Amazon Prime and stuff so uh, I've been able to track some of that across several platforms and I know uh, it's it's done really well it's gotten like different clips of it have, have gotten um you know multiple millions of views and then my entire special is is on youtube in full and that's that's i think about six hundred thousand views for the full special but that's awesome yeah it's i gotta like that uh oh yeah tyler 
is an extremely talented beatboxer. Uh, and Tyler and I are both very uh, unassuming dudes. We're, we're very more, very normal white dudes. And uh, so people don't see us coming. And what was awesome is when we first worked together in Boise, uh, when we first worked together in Boise, uh, Tyler, uh, once we worked together, the first show that we worked together, I saw him doing his uh, beatbox, his his bits of, with, where he uses beatbox, to, and he just uh, floors the, the audience, and the audience goes nuts. Uh, but I sing, and I catch, and I rap, and I catch people off guard because I look like the general manager of an Applebee's, you know, and Tyler very much looks like he could be an accountant, you know, or something in the corporate world, but with his last name being Bo and me being Riley, uh, we decided to go on stage together for the rest of the week. We did a little segment where we were R and B and, uh, Tyler would beatbox and I would, uh, sing and rap and we would literally just go off, uh, in front of the audience, just improving, uh, doing uh, as R and B, the Riley Bow Show. Our wives are also best. Uh, our, our wives are also super close friends, and which is great. Um, it's just creepy, like honestly, because our wife, we had our kids around the same time. Our wives are friends. Our parents have the same names. Um, yeah, it's super interesting. We've gone, we've done, we've gone on tons of adventures together. We we go to the wine country. Uh, Shane and I lived in the wine country uh, in Paso Robles, California on the central coast when Tyler and I first met. And uh, that's actually, we, that's where Shane and I had just moved to the wine country on the central coast when Tyler and I met in Boise and his wife, he and his, uh, yeah, we've known, actually we've all, we've known each other pre-marriage. We, we were, we were single dudes when we first met. We weren't really single though. We were still we were locked to our wives already, which is <laughs> yeah, yeah. one of the best stories. Was when we went to that old Chicago in Boise because we were <laughs> <laughs> we went to this old Chicago in the middle of the daytime, just killing time until the show started that night. And I I'm usually I'm definitely the instigator on this stuff uh, because I've never known Tyler to be a big drinker, but I grew up you know on the farm in kansas so i was like hey let's do the let's do that world beer tour well it also was uh it was a divine intervention that i had been working uh with a riley uh in boise the weekend of uh it was the weekend of saint patrick's Patrick's day Day. yeah that's right we did the irish beer tour that's true and they remember they wouldn't they were like you guys can't do all of it today we have like <laughs> you had to drink. I think it was eight imperial pints, which a regular pint is sixteen ounces. An imperial pint is like it's either eighteen or twenty ounces or something like that. Yeah, yeah. but you had to drink eight of these different pints. It was like Guinness, Harp Lager. You had to do a snake bite. Uh, all these different uh, Killian's Irish Red. All these different Irish beers. You had to drink all eight of them, and then you you would to get, get a, a t-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah. I still t-shirt. have that t-shirt. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> and we both like called our we called our girls and we're like, hey guys, we got we got we got you guys t-shirt. And they were not <laughs> impressed. They were like, Don't you guys have a show tonight? We were like, Yeah, we do. We have we have a show. 
the yeah, we're gonna it's gonna be fine. Man, if you ever wanna uh figure out what you look like or who you look like, post a anything on YouTube, a video. Um, people will just cut you down. Oh, you look like an accountant uh at a cut rate uh financial firm. You look like a youth pastor. Uh I get like that's the thing about <laughs> About my dry bar video, it's gotten all these views, but like every now and then, I know you're not supposed to, but I read the comments and people are hey, just like, oh, people are so savage. Yeah. It's, I, I hate comments. I hate, yeah, it's <laughs> so bad. And mine are always, this dude looks like, dude, how can you be skinny and have a fat face, dude? <laughs> like, this dude looks like, looks like one of those frat guys that'll like chug a case of beer in front of you. And then challenge you to a race. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I was like, accurate. Yeah, that's, that's actually, yeah. Who this, It's like this person got challenged to a race. Sounds like to me at some point. Yeah. How are you holding up? Like, what are you doing to hold up through all this nonsense with the pandemic? And how long think, have you been locked in? Well, I think I've gone through the natural progression of of the stages. I don't know if anyone's someone's going to come out with a book of like the the twelve stages of of pandemic life. Um, oh yeah, I I was in denial at first. Hey, America, we're smart. We can pull through this. We'll we'll all wear our masks. We'll wash our hands, uh, and and we'll and we'll we'll flatten this curve, and then we'll and then I realized, oh no, we're not going to do that. So then despair started to set in a little bit as all my gigs got canceled. So I had a little bit of that. Then I went through the phase where I started uh, definitely drinking uh, a lot more and just eating, like uh, just totally going for it. Um, and then, so I also had my, I had my 40th birthday on July 11th. So as, as my 40th was approaching, I think a lot of people I've realized with a lot of, especially guys like men, I feel like that 40th, it, it, it kind of awakens something in you where there's always this thing like, Oh man, I gotta, like, I want to be like, there's this big push. I think for a lot of guys to be like, I want to be in like the best shape of my life. Like when I turn 40, I always try to stay in generally pretty good shape, but like this 40th coming up bothered me. I was like, oh man, I, I can't. So I, I've been back on a good workout schedule. I just been getting up early and uh, you know, we're like stuck at home. So I'm, I'm just doing like home workouts, you know, push ups, sit ups, pull ups and, uh, whatever I, I always can dri- that is do always at home. driven me crazy. Always driven me crazy. You've always been like in shape. And then because of my injuries in my car rack at 2000 and right before my wedding you were like all right dude we're gonna get you in the best shape for your wedding and we like started to work out and it was just too upsetting i couldn't do it because you just it was just you were just so much farther ahead than me you can't do that just i'll just give you a just a tip from me to you to everybody listening don't if you're gonna start a workout thing like make sure your buddy is like in the same spot as you, you know, like make sure your buddy's out of shape completely like you, because you were killing me. You were like, ah, man, just do what you can do. And you're like doing like 15 pull-ups and sh- shit. And I'm like, that's right, like, cool. I'm just going to watch. <laughs> yeah. That was the worst. The worst was when people were walking by us at the park by our house and you're working out and I'm just sitting there talking to you. 
I'm like, and he's I, my trainer. He's my dad. <laughs> and then they were like, dude, that guy's not a trainer. That guy's uh, not a trainer. Well, that's tough, man. I've been like, you, you've had some, some tough injuries and like life altering, uh, you know, like the, with the car wreck and all that stuff. I've been fortunate in that, like I, I busted my knee years ago, break dancing, but that wasn't something that like really, uh, like sidelined me or anything. I just, uh, but yeah, I've been fortunate to not really have any kind of bad injuries or accidents, which, so again, like now at 40, it's like maintenance. I'm not trying to be like, you know, I'm not trying to get buffed up. Like I just, if I can just maintain where I'm at, um, then I'll be, I'll be happy. I just, uh, you don't want to, you don't want to start losing ground. I think that's when you start getting older, you go like, I just want to, if I can just hold where I'm at, be all right. See, I've just found that this beard makes people think I'm skinny. It looks Seriously. good on you, man. I like well, it. Well, it it takes away from how round my face is. So people are like, oh, man, you've lost weight. And then I come home and weigh myself. And I'm like, oh, I have I've not. I have not <laughs> lost any weight. But I like it that people think I have. I'm happy that I can get around. Like Shana takes me, makes me do the hiking. And they bought me a Razor scooter for my birthday this year. I'm 41. So... I ignored 40, but you are right. Something something triggers inside of you, and I, I ignored it. I was just like, oh, yeah, it didn't happen. And uh, dude, do, okay, so I said, to, like, to maintain, you, so you're working out. Do you do anything like, uh, I do infrared sauna. I do float therapy. Uh, obviously, now I'm going to chiropractors and acupuncturists but do you do you do you and the wife ever treat yourselves to like spa days i haven't done much of that and i you know it would probably be nice miranda's done a lot of that's a lot of that stuff but also a lot of that was uh inspired by injury on her uh you know like she had a a car accident that injured her back uh, years ago. And so mm-hmm. she got into, she did chiropractic, she did acupuncture, she did massage, she did all this stuff to try to help that. And, uh, I think that stuff is very beneficial for a lot of people. And obviously it can be, if it's not covered by insurance or whatever, it can be expensive. So a little bit prohibitive cost, prohibitive, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's something that Miranda does regularly still. She gets acupuncture every now and then and gets massages and, uh, I don't know. I think as long as for me, I feel like as long as I can have uh, time to work out, because that's also for me, that's like that, that's that quiet time, that me time. Uh, and I've been getting up early to do it just because that's the only time I can do it uh, where the kids are not going to be like climbing on me or, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Human jungle gym life is real. Shana has been, tr- yeah. I don't, Shana's on a fast this week, which I'm like, you're nuts. Like, I'm not Bro. doing that. Miranda, uh, so without get, getting too personal, Miranda had to yeah. get, uh, had a medical procedure a couple weeks ago and we had to do a fast, uh, okay. like, like a three day, um, liquid, liquid fast. Uh, so, and it, you know what, it was a lot easier than I thought. Cause I, I, I put this idea in my head, um, Cause I, so I was a wrestler through high school and, and I, uh, 
went out for the team at U of O or whatever, that didn't work out super great. But so when she started talking about this fast, cause she was getting really nervous about it coming up. Cause like a couple weeks out, she's like, Oh, just dreading it. Cause, um, it just seemed like this daunting thing, but I had in my head sort of like cutting weight from wrestling. Yeah. Which, I was going to say, if you cut weight, which is awful, but that's all dehydration for the most part. It's like you get your diet dialed in, you, you, you work out super hard and then you start, start cutting out water. So for wrestlers, when you cut weight, it's awful because essentially what you're doing is just dehydrating yourself. Uh, so I sort of had that in my head, but this is the exact sort of opposite. We, we stopped eating solid food, but you can drink as much as you want. So you stay hydrated. Um, so we're drinking like, you know, uh, like chicken broth, bone broth, uh, any kind of clear beverages or whatever. So, uh, the first day was like the toughest, like the first two meals probably that we missed. I was like, oh my God, I'm hungry and I felt weak and stuff. But um, honestly, like like by the the evening and then the second day and the third day, like I felt really good. And I was like, I can see how people do this. All right. I've never fasted. I, I will say I've never drank as much water as I have since giving up booze. This, you know, every time I give up the booze, I do the... I do the whole 30 with my wife every once in a while. We usually do it in January, but she just decided we're going to do it, which we had a cheat in the middle this time because we went to the wine country. We, we just Airbnb'd some, a place in Paso Robles and uh, went up with uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't be in the wine country. You got, that would be cruel. So you can't go to Napa and be like, I'll have a sparkling water. Yeah, I was like, I yeah. And I was like, why, why, why do you choose to do this now? And she goes, well, whatever. We're just forget about it. It's fine. It's our rules anyway. She was like, we make the rules anyway. Don't worry about it. I was like, ah, I like that. We make the rules. So cool. Ah-ha-ha. So we go and my neck locks up. And Shana knew that I had to be hurt bad because mm-hmm. she was like, babe, you always have some form. You know, she was like, you have chronic pain. Like, I know you're in pain all the time. She was like, but I knew it was bad with your neck because you kept apologizing. Like, I kept going, I'm really sorry, guys, my, but my neck is my neck is killing me. And they're like, why are you, dude, you've apologized like 10 times in the last seven minutes. Like, why did how your bad body hurt yourself? Yeah, dude, I don't even know, but it locked up and it was fun because, I mean, at least we were drinking wine. But then Shana has this picture of me with a hurt neck and I fell asleep sitting up. And they thought I was kidding. And I wasn't. I don't know how I did it, but I fell asleep sitting up in a chair. Like not not like leaning on something, but legit sitting and fell asleep. And and they have pictures of it. And I was like, there's no way I'm asleep. She was like, babe, you were asleep like that for for a while. And I was like, oh, okay. But there was a pool and a hot tub, and the kids had a good time. And uh Normally, that's what hurt, will hurt your neck. Will it's, hurt your neck, yeah. Sleeping upright like that. But my body was like, nah, dude, let's flip this. Uh, I also, um, dude. All right. So how bad are the militias? Like the how, how bad is the, how many white supremacists are marching around your streets up there right now? Oh, I don't the know. Proud, the Proud Boys? That's that's a whole nother thing, man, because a lot of times I feel like for the last, um, I don't know, years, maybe five years or so, it's almost like people 
Portland's like the super liberal progressive uh, city, but it's in the midst of a pretty red state. So the people that live on the outskirts outside of Portland uh, and in the rest of the state, there's a lot of uh, much more conservative people. So what happens is these people like these groups come in. I think it's like they're trying to get their, their stripes. They're trying to prove themselves mm-hmm. um, whether it's, proud boys or patriot prayer or whatever there's some weird fringe groups and they come into portland these these i don't think these groups reside in portland they come into portland from from vancouver or uh outside of portland to to you know it's like it's almost i mean it's like gang warfare man it's like these groups come in and they're like oh well let's start trouble and we'll we'll earn our street cred um and the people in portland the there's always these battles because it's just like people like we don't want you here yeah leave and then it escalates and i mean i don't know it's like i don't i don't want to talk too much about it because i don't like i said i'm not out there on the on the on the front lines of it but it's just crazy and it's been going on for years uh yeah every time i've every time i've been up there either to visit or to do comedy or whatever there's always something going on um yeah, you're right. Let's not give too much. It's just it happens a lot in the summertime. I think you know when it gets hot out and people are outside and they get angsty. But also, uh, you know, people in Portland are are uh, usually staying pretty current on on stuff that's going on, and there's a lot of protests. And those, uh, you know, whether it's like racial injustice or uh, all these different things that have been going on, uh, a protest will be organized and then you know counter protesters show up or the like a couple uh, well i guess maybe a month ago at this point like all those there was this car parade i think you probably saw that on the news there was this big yeah. parade of all these uh like uh conservative folks and trump supporters and stuff and they came into came into portland from like outside and and then somebody got shot it's crazy man somebody got yeah. killed well, that's another thing that I was telling, because uh, I had somebody say to me, "Oh, you post so much, you know, on social media about you're about this and about that, but I haven't seen any, I haven't seen any pictures of you at the protests." I'm like, for one, we're in a pandemic. Two, protesting is a young person's game. I have two children. You know what I mean. You have two children. Protesting is a young person's game. I mean, it's not a game, but it's a young person's thing. And also, uh, I don't know, man. I, I just, I want people well, to vote. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's super, it's a super tough situation because I feel you, man. I don't, I don't, I'm, I will argue. I don't think that the protesting is a young person's game. I think that anybody uh, can, can get out there and voice their opinion, but what, uh, you know, in the midst of everything that's going on, everybody has different levels of comfortability. Yeah. Like there's a, you know, a lot of stuff that I'd love to get, uh, you know, I see sometimes these, these gatherings and these protests and these marches, uh, around Portland. Sometimes they're during the daytime, uh, in the afternoon, they're kind of family friendly, but again, you're talking about big crowds of people and you're like, all right, is this a good idea right now? And again, I'm in a different position than a lot of people too, with, with, uh, Miranda and the kids, Um, but also with the, with the political climate, like something can start off as a, as a friendly, 
peaceful uh, gathering. And then we've seen time and time again how how often those things can turn quick. And it's so yeah, it's, it's yeah. I'll admit, I'll ad- my my viewpoint on it is, and I think that's the way you were saying too. Is I don't care what it is if it's a herd mentality group thing. I see it being more dangerous than than I, I you know than beneficial. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter if you're, I don't care if it's a gathering that's like, uh, save the children. Uh, let's, you know, bring awareness to say, you know, to, 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 you know, trafficking, human trafficking and all this stuff. Either way, if it's a gathering, you know, that, that, that's, it's, it's, and especially with the black lives matter and with everything right now and this racial and social injustice, I don't understand why the protesters are being held accountable for people taking advantage of the, of the groups meeting like that and then causing chaos. They know. And I hate it. The news, I hate the way our news covers stuff. Like even last night. um, No, not last. The 60 minutes air on Sundays or Mondays. Anyway, I was watching football and 60 minutes had their commercial that said mail-in voting. Our researchers, is it, safe yeah don't how can you report it like that like you're insinuating you're like you're insinuating that it might not be safe when they've done study after study after study i'm like just the way that our news does it like the fact that uh i don't know if you guys are doing mail-in absentee voting my wife and i are and just everybody out there this is not some made-up thing i don't know if it's every state but make sure if you get something in the mail, you read all your mail because somehow Trump did it and got his face on the absentee ballots. So people are throwing them away because they don't because it says it's your absentee. It's your voting ballot and it's got his face on it like it's an advertisement for Trump. And then people are throwing away their ballots. So you have to. Yeah, I've seen so people we, post about that. So Oregon is one of the. Uh, I, I think it's not is Oregon a mail in state? states or something. We're yeah, we've done mail in voting for years. Uh, so it's kind of funny, uh, you know, when when you've done something for years and then people uh, are like, "How is this going to be possible? How are we going to do this and act like this uh, Herculean task?" And it's kind of like, uh, well, we've been doing this for years. Although, I mean. I understand that if states felt like they had to scramble to do this last minute, but uh, I think every state and and uh, election board or whatever, if they were forward thinking, they saw this coming uh, since March or April. Like, oh, it might be a good idea to get some mail-in voting. But I was going to go back to the the crowd thing. Okay. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I was just going to say, like, I know, <laughs> I know, Brett. Uh, you don't like to be, yeah, it doesn't matter what the crowd is. You don't like to be around big groups of people, which is funny. There's a lot of comics I feel like that don't like crowds outside of comedy. But like, yeah, Brett, he doesn't, it could be the Grand Floral Parade or the New Year's Eve Twilight Run or a, a busy beer garden. Like if there's a couple hundred thousand people, whatever, Brett's like, nah, I'm not, I don't need to be around that many people. <laughs> so uh, it doesn't need to be a political protest. If it's just a bunch of people, Brett's like, I don't nah, go to don't concerts. Need... Exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't go to, to, I don't anywhere go to concerts where there's a thousand people. 
I just don't. Yeah, I don't want to be in a sea of people. I don't like like the herd mentality scares. I don't know why, but it has always scared me. Like I don't want to go to your county fair. I don't want. I don't yeah. want to go. I don't want to. That's that's how I feel. Like uh, when I go to like a a Costco or something like that, I go in a big place like that. I'm like, it's not even the people. I go in there. I go. There's just too much stuff in here. There's too much stuff. Too much I gotta stuff. get out of here. <laughs> I have like a 15 minute window that I can be in a mall or a grocery store or a Target or a Costco anyway. And my wife hates it because I it's, it, it's literally like a time bomb. I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, we're done. We're done. I told you we were done. Yeah. Yeah. Meet me in the car. All right, I'm gonna I'll yeah. be outside. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't like it. I just don't like it. Um and it's not I love individuals, not a big fan of people. That's also why this show is called I Like Some of You. It's not because I'm like some hateful troll that just only can handle so many people. It's just, I like individuals. I don't like the herd mentality. And I definitely don't like, um, I don't like group association either though. Like when somebody's like, I'm a Republican. I've always been a big conservative Republican. Or somebody says, I'm a, I'm a Democrat. I would say I'm very, very progressive. I'm like, well, I'm just a dude. I just am a dude. And I want people to get along and kind of, you know, just, I want there to be a common decency and I don't, I don't see it, especially when it's big groups. Yeah. I think that exactly what probably uh, puts you off from that is your desire to have your individuality is the opposite is what draws some people to it because they want to belong. They want to be part of something. Uh, Yeah. And I've never understood that. That's always been foreign to me. I'm like, if, if we're a free country, and we're free. Where is this? Where does the desire to belong come from? Like if we're if we're so big about freedom in America, where does this desire to belong to groups come from? It's just mind-boggling to me. Well, everyone has a sense of needing to belong. It's one of the basic needs of family or tribalism, and I think we see that throughout humanity. Uh, <laughs> okay, no, now do I, now do the lady with the cancer kazoo. Oh, uh, you see, you've created your own group to belong to, which is the Riley family. And that's, uh, that's the big enough group for you, right? Yeah, that's it. I just, me and little people that my, me, my wife, that's obviously, dude, does it, does your wife, your wife doesn't do that to you. Miranda seems a little bit sweeter than Shana. Shana gets, if Shana gets a couple of glasses of wine in her, she tells people he tricked me. He tricked me. He met me when I was 21. I didn't know any better. Like she lets people know. Yeah. Like as she soon says as that gets, you, you tricked her into marrying her. Yeah. He tri- oh. I didn't know. I didn't know any better. I fell I fell in love with from when I was twenty one. I didn't know I didn't know any better. I was going I was going to school in South Dakota and I, 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 I hadn't seen the world yet. Wait, how long did you two date before you got engaged? Seven years. So that's a long con. If if you if she's claiming oh, you yeah. tricked her, that's yeah, but I mean, he but was we very charming think- initially. Oh, like the first few dates? No, for seven years. For seven years, he was super charming. No, but we did date long distance for eleven months and then moved to California. Like she finished, she was finishing her last semester in nursing school, and I was like, uh, "I want you to come with me. You can go anywhere." I understand that, you know, traditionally I should be proposing, but we've only been dating long distance for eleven months. Say things don't go the way they want, you know, you can come back to Iowa 
You know, you can go back to the Midwest. Now Shayna is like, yeah, Shayna's, I think Shayna's a West Coast chick now. I think she digs it. Yeah, I, I, I think people, if they make their way out to the coast, I don't, I think it's going to be hard to go back. I remember when you, when you first got out, Miranda and I were going down to California. Remember she, cause she was looking at uh, potential schools and we stopped and visited you. I think it was at your first place that you lived in, 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 yeah, Paso, it was, or, in the wine or, country. And, yeah, it was in the Paso Robles. Yeah. In the wine country. You guys came and stayed and with you us that little, over the beach. Yeah. That little pug. Puggle. Yeah. We had Lily and puggle, the puggle yeah. that I was allergic to. Yeah. Yeah. My wife lied about that. Told me it was a hypoallergenic dog. It was not. <laughs> it was not a yeah. hypoallergenic dog. What I meant to say we is like- that the dog's hyper and you will be allergic to it. Yeah. Hey, by the way, that house, Shane and I were just up there, you know, that house that we lived in on that corner lot. Dude, whoever owns that lot laid it to the ground and cut really? down those and 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 cut down those ancient oak trees. The front yard and backyard. I'm like, who does that? Who cuts down? Who who owns property and then goes, you know what I want to do? I want to cut down. Uh, I want to cut down these oak trees that are older than America. Yeah. Well, someone who someone who watches the news and goes, my this this wildfire is not going to happen to my house. Which is we got to sweep is, the floors, sweep the floors <sighs> of the forest. Which is sad because last week with the wildfires, I was talking about that because, you know, a lot of people lost their homes up in Oregon. But it's, uh, you know, out in some of these uh, these wooded areas and it's like, um, you know, you move out there because you want to live in the forest and you want to be surrounded by trees. You want to be beautiful. Because so, someone was talking, they were saying, well, how do you prevent this if you live? I'm like, I guess you could level like you could cut a whole, you know, I don't even know how much you'd have to cut like an area around your house of just like, you know, cut all the trees down. But it's like, yeah. then you've just, you've totally uh, ruined the reason why you would move out to the woods. You're like, all right, we'll just clear this giant swath of land uh, around our house as like a safety moat. But, you know, safety it's like moat. you can't win. Oh, that's what I need. A safety <laughs> moat. Yeah. I need, a dry, I need, you know what? That's 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 number one on the on the buy list when I uh, make yeah, that dig a trench fill it with water dig, dig a trench make a moat drawbridge safety moat um dude we all I mean we still got wh- okay so do you have anything to plug right now like because I know dry bar comedy well I wish my special would have come out I shot my special I just it's just it never I guess it's gone for a little bit until I get it turned over to me. And then I'll probably put it out. Um, but, yeah, it's just- right now I don't have a lot to plug. Uh, I think probably like a lot of comics, things are uh, kind of slow. I mean, I'm doing some online Zoom shows and stuff like that. I post about those when those are coming up if they're open to the public. Um, but yeah, anybody that's listening that's interested, go to YouTube. Just type in Tyler Bow T Y L E R B O E H. Uh, you can find short clips or my full dry bar special on there. Or if you got Amazon prime, it's on there. Same thing. Just look up Tyler bow, uh, or the special is called wait for it. Um, and so the dry bars yeah. are on Amazon. That's dope. Uh, yeah, not, I don't think all of them are cause they've recorded, I think a couple a hundred at this point, but, um, yeah, there's a selection of them and, and for whatever reason, mine, mine's on there. 
Uh, I think it's free if you have Amazon Prime, and if you just have regular Amazon, then it might be like a dollar ninety nine or something like that. But uh, yeah, check it out. Yeah, check that out. And uh, um, yo, has she been traveling? When did she do that? When did she? Tra- when did Miranda travel? Where did and where did she go? She went somewhere because Shane is mad. Shane is mad. I haven't, I haven't allowed her to travel yet with the the nursing. Where did she get to go? She went somewhere cool. Um, like recently, not recently, not, not during the pandemic, but I was going to say where, did, I know she, where'd she go? Like Guatemala or Honduras? Oh, yeah, or yeah. She go? yeah. Yeah. Last year, actually she did it two years in a row. Uh, last year and the year before she went down to Guatemala, uh, for, um, oh, she went with her, So she works for Providence and they, they send a, yeah. this delegation of doctors and nurses and providers and dentists and stuff like that. And they go down, uh, there's a community, uh, that they've been working with, uh, for, I don't know how many years, but they, they go down there and, uh, they provide free care for, uh, I want to say like 1500 people or so. Uh, and it's, it's fantastic. So she did it a couple of years ago and just ha- had such a profound experience and really enjoyed it. So she went back last year and, um, that's one of the things, I mean, everybody's, you know, everybody's life and plans and everything's kind of on hold this year, obviously. Uh, I think she probably would have gone back down again this year if she could have, but, uh, you know, no one's, we're not just not comfortable doing that kind of travel right now. And obviously, yeah, I'm, of course I'm grounded too. So yeah, of course I haven't. Um, yeah. Shane has always wanted to go and I, I don't know why. Same thing. Me just being like, I don't know. Control freak. Just like, ah, you don't have to do that. You can just watch our babies. Watch our <laughs> babies. Take care of our babies. Uh, she's been killing it, though. I think, dude, Shana's whatever. She's told me that there's whatever for all of her benefits or whatever. That's it's just weird that our that time has flown by. Like, I can't believe that Veda is seven. I mean, she's yeah. like she's like a thirty. She's like a seven-year-old with a 35-year-old trapped inside of her. She's just so nuts. I mean, she's super smart. When I try and help out with the schooling, both of my kids are like, Dad, I got it. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Well, just let me know. I'll be over here watching because that's what your mom told me to do. Uh, let me know if you need me. Uh Okay, uh, have you been keeping up on all the people that are getting taken down for being creepy creepers in comedy? You uh, that? Yeah, it's hard not to. I mean, if you're on all the platforms, like with, you know, comedy and you got to be, it's all over Twitter and it's insane. Uh, all that stuff. And then <laughs> every now and then I'll see like, uh, you know, Variety Magazine, like the the. CNN did CNN, I guess, did an expose though on uh on Delia on Chris Delia because I I guess it just keeps getting darker the more they find out. Oh, anyway, yikes! Yeah. Uh oh. If you haven't watched it yet, I want to put. I want to shout out what I watched last night. Uh, the Social Dilemma on Netflix is creepy. It's like all the stuff you already know, like how dangerous the you know, social media has become for us, but it's pretty eye opening 
because it's the people that designed it. It's the engineers that designed Facebook and Reddit and Instagram and Twitter. And they're telling you flat out that they, they have kids and they wouldn't let their kids even remotely come near that stuff until they were teenagers. And then they said, and even then it's dangerous. And then they were like, you know, they're, they're asked like, well, what's your big concern? And they were like, civil war. Because they're programming people. Like literally, it's not bullshit. The algorithms are like, if you're a conspiracy, basically what I learned from this last night was if you're a conspiracy theorist, like you're somebody that's, that is drawn to conspiracy theories, the algorithm, the way it was built, the algorithm feeds whatever it is that will keep you engaged. So nut people that are nuts, this is like a direct feeding tube to feed their crazy. You know what I mean? It's, it's really freaky, which is why, the, you know, that kid went to, that's why the kid in Kenosha drove from Illinois to Kenosha with an AR 15 to, to protect businesses, dude. And I just, I can't get over how shameless people are. It's just the thing is like the fact that people are cheering him on and he got a hundred, like in overnight, he got a hundred grand in a GoFundMe and just nuts. That the whole, like what you're saying about the social media and how it works is and and just the internet, the fact that uh, any idea that you want to pursue you can find information about it and probably lots of information about that idea whether it's like the earth is flat or uh you know anti-vax or stuff or whatever so like who would have guessed the sheer danger of just encouragement it's just like yeah hey man i don't know if vaccines are good yeah yeah read more about that read more about you that know? because vaccines are bad what Here's if the earth really is in a sphere yeah yeah, we can No, no, no. They that. talk about that. Dude, they talk about that in the in the show, in the in this documentary, The Social Dilemma. They talk about Kyrie Irving, NBA point guard, one of the best point guards in the league, how right around All-Star weekend, he came out and said that he believes in the flat earth theory. And then he explained what happened is he got into a YouTube vortex and just kept reading more and more and more and more and more about it and he was like you know what? This doesn't seem that crazy. And then when he apologized for it <laughs> and apologized and explained, I, I was in a YouTube vortex. Obviously the earth is round. I, it, <laughs> the, dude, legit, legit flat earthers were like ah, the round earthers got to him. Seriously. <laughs> like the, I get, <laughs> I get down YouTube vortexes. Uh, sometimes as well, so I can understand, but it just depends on the right. Like I've never gone down the QAnon thing or I've never gone down like a flat earth no, thing. I just end up going, I just end up going, maybe MGK did kill that track against Eminem. Maybe he really is the best. And then be like, no, oh, what was I thinking? <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, that's another thing is like, um, I just go down those battle raps where I've realized I've lost six hours and I've watched nothing but battle rap videos on YouTube for. Well, right now I know that I'm all I keep getting is literally um, neck relief stuff because I, because I, I was looking up torticollis like all for the last week, but I, 
I don't know, dude. It's just really creepy. So if you haven't watched my The neck, Social Dilemma. My back. Back. But my mostly my neck. And yeah. We, wonky. Dude. Shayna wanted to. We, when we were tipsy off wine this last weekend. Shayna really truly wants to do a parody skit. That she wants somebody to shoot. Um, got some. No. Uh, got some board games. Got some casseroles. We're some white ass people. Got. Like she wants us to do a parody of WAP white ass white ass people, the Midwest uh, remix. The Midwest remix. Oh my gosh! Excuse me, sir. We're some white ass people. Like just dumb. And she wants to just. And I was like, okay, you're obviously tipsy. Man, uh, the internet moves fast, though. I bet someone's already put out. Oh, I'm sure. And that's what I always tell her. That's how I, by the way, that's how I discourage myself from doing anything. Like when it comes to. It's already on TikTok. It's already up there. You know, they already did it. Some kid, <laughs> some kid named Trevor in Idaho did it. Uh, Dude, they're so. So they're good about the masks and stuff, I'm sure, in Portland. People, yeah, that's the one thing. Oregon's pretty fortunate, like, so, because Miranda works, you know, uh, to, for everyone listening, my wife's a nurse practitioner, uh, and she works for Providence. She works urgent care, so she's suited up, full PPE. She's testing people. Yeah. So we, that's another reason why we've been extra cautious and extra careful, like, as a family is because, uh, you know, Miranda's – you know, it's funny, too, just about, like, the phases, the arc of this thing. There was, like, a, a couple of months where people were really, like – nurses are heroes and they're all and they were getting the the not not an inflated amount of respect and praise like what they deserve uh and then you know all that's faded off like people can only sustain uh kindness some people can only sustain kindness uh and enthusiasm for that kind of positivity for so long like miranda came home from a shift the other night and she was just like she had two or three people that were just so rude to her. Some guy was upset that he had to wear a mask in the clinic. In a and clinic, he's like, and he's like, "Well, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the, and it, it's just like, she, she was like, I miss, I miss the, the days of April when I was a hero. Now <laughs> the she's days just, of April, that might be a good parody to do. The days of April, back when we just at least picked out people to respect but yeah for the most part i feel like people in portland are pretty pretty on it up here you go to the grocery store people are distancing they got their masks on people are they're respectful and that's what i feel like it just comes down to it's just a matter of respect for other people uh and you know uh just i don't know seems like common courtesy Seems like a common courtesy, but courtesy is definitely not common and it's become rare. And that's what's also being genuine is become really rare. I just want people to just be genuine. I, well, I, yeah. I can't, I can't believe the number of people that you've seen these videos of these people that they, they misconstrue the idea of their rights and um, like just sort of privileges, like the people that are like, demanding to go into a grocery store but they don't want to follow the mass protocol or something like that people are like you're infringing on my rights it's like people are forgetting like you're not the only one in the stores. store like it, it's a, if like you go to you go to a grocery store and they can say you you can't shop here we can't we're not saying you can't shop anywhere but you can't shop here 
unless you put and it's like the no shirt the no shoes so people are going you're infringing on my rights it's like i think you have forgotten how that works it's not your rights and privileges yeah yeah it's just crazy people all right so tyler bow t-y-l-e-r-b-o-e-h look his dry bar comedy special up also is it all the same on the instagram and everything for you i am uh at tyler bow on pretty much everything so uh twitter instagram um facebook it's at tyler bow comedy yeah but yeah make sure to check him out um Thank you guys for listening to I Like Some of You. I'm Brett Riley. If you can remember, B-R-E-T-T-R-I-L-E-Y. My Instagram is Mr. Brett Riley. So just put an M-R in front of it. And uh, you can always, if you Google me, you can find me pretty much the same with Tyler. Um, I'm glad to have you on, friend. I miss you, man. And uh, let's let's speak soon. And if not, let's arrange some kind of a thing because we need to get the kids together again because I know they'll have a blast. Thanks again for listening, everybody. This has been I Like Some of You with Brett Riley. Have a good one. I I, I Like Some of You with Brett Riley, where honesty is the best policy.